Podcast Answer Man, episode number 225. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't quite yet launched that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. That is what we are here to do. And today, I don't... Well, actually, I have plenty of your audio feedback, and I really appreciate all the questions you guys submit each and every week. And hopefully, uh, you'll... You know, I've, well, I've got enough content probably for the next several weeks, but keep sending it in. Uh, and, and just know that I don't always answer questions in the order they come in. I answer questions in the order of what I think my audience needs to hear at that given point in time. So there, it could be possible that, you know, I've got 60 questions in the queue and you ask a question this week and perhaps I'll answer your question this week just because I think it's a perfect fit for what I want to talk about uh, or what I want to bring to the table this week. So please do submit your questions. 859-795-4067 is the number. And of course, uh, I am not going to be answering any questions this week, but instead I'm going to be talking a lot about a, di- a lot of different things that are happening. I have a 34-minute interview with Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis that I'm going to play today. Just a, a, a major success story when it comes to uh, what podcasting, uh, you know, starting out podcasting as a hobby, how it can turn into a full-time business. You guys have heard it, you know, heard me do it. Uh, and and I know many of you are intrigued by that, and, and it's an inspirational story, and I just want to let you know I'm not alone. Just really excited about what one of my clients that I worked with last year, uh, what he's been able to accomplish uh, in, in a really awesome period of time. So we're going to talk about that today, uh, but before I do, I want to uh, first read to you something that came in from one of my uh, friends Rob, he said he wrote this in, in an email, and I don't usually read emails for Podcast Answer Man, and, but I'm going to do it anyway because this one, this one's uh, it, the the title of the email was uh, something along the lines of um, an unusual benefit of podcasting. All right, so I'll see if I if I can read this without it sounding horrible. He wrote, Cliff, I wanted to jot you a note and let you know about an unusual benefit that podcasting has brought me. This won't apply to everybody, but it was truly a godsend to me. My wife, my one-year-old son, and I are serving as missionaries in a, let's see, in a South Asian country that does not give visas to missionaries. Uh, There are several options available. You can do study visas, research visas, etc., Other missionaries have figured out ways to stay in the country to do the work that God has called them to do and and were more than happy to help us get started along the same lines. Unfortunately, I began to realize the the, the drain of the requirements of these alternative visas. I was spending uh, greater than 20 hours a week just to maintain the visa and stay in the country. 
That didn't even include my language tutoring or the work that I came to do. Uh, There were also considerable financial obligations. I began exploring other visa options and discovered the journalism visa. Skip back in time. At the beginning of 2009, literally on a whim, I began recording a podcast about firearms, reviews, news, competition, ammunition reloading, etc. Several of my friends and family were constantly calling me for advice, so I figured I would record a 15 to 20 minute show and answer questions, etc. I figured maybe my family would listen and keep me from having to repeat myself. After three shows, I had 50 subscribers and it grew from there. By the end of 2010, I was interviewing all big, na- all big names in the industry and the shows were being downloaded over 4,000 times each week. This was the middle of a very busy traveling and speaking schedule to raise funds to move overseas and my son was born in July. Many people questioned my timing and I knew I would have to give it up to move overseas. Uh, People said, what's the point? Truthfully, I don't know. I just enjoyed doing the shows, meeting people and the opportunities it afforded me. Monetarily, it was a net loss, but I was having a blast and I didn't care. In January of 2011, I gave up the show and moved overseas. When we moved here in January, it was my it was the dry season and we only had power for four hours a day. It was a major culture shock and I immediately gave up all hope of continuing podcasting. About six months later, when I saw the journalism visa, podcasting popped back into my mind. When I visited the government offices to figure out the details, it turned out that the visa would cost one-tenth of what we were paying and would require a substantially less time commitment than my other options. Now, I just had to explain what podcasting was. It took quite a bit of explaining, but they eventually granted me and my family a one-year visa based on my previous work, the greater than 100 episodes I recorded last year. This frees me up to study, teach, preach, and spend more time in ministry doing what I came here for. I am currently gearing up to start another podcast about knives since firearms are off limits over here that will hopefully be the basis of my visa for next year. I still have to purchase a backup inverter slash power system before the dry season rolls around again, but I'm sure that I'll figure a way out, figure out a way to make it happen. The Lord always provides. Seth Godin talks in in Lynchpin about leveraging every experience and opportunity you have to reach your fullest potential, create the most value, and that's how I see this. It's the perfect example of Romans 8.28. This example, my story, probably won't uh, apply to anyone else in, 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 in the entire universe, but I hope it, you will use it to remind your listeners that they can never be sure what opportunities their podcast will open up. I'm sure the Lord did, but I cur- certainly never knew I certainly never saw this coming. Take care and God bless Rob Ryden now. So uh, Rob, thank you so much. The unintended benefit and un you know just like who, who would have thought this would lead here? 
And that is so exciting. I mean, he, podcasting, did you hear this? This is something he wasn't making any money at, but he loved it. And he loved it so much and had so much passion for it that he created over 100 episodes. And people questioned, why even bother? What? What? Why are you doing this? You know, and, and, and everything. And then uh, here it is. It, it It's basically had this you know, this effect on this portion in this part of his life, something he would have never intended, and it's granted him something amazing. So my friends, I cannot stress enough, enough, if you haven't yet started your podcast, what are you waiting for? You Seriously, what are you waiting for? Um, you never know where podcasting might lead you. Um, and then, of course, we're going to share a, an inspiring story that that is not too far unlike my own, with Ian Westerman, and and I, I think that you're going to enjoy the interview that I did with him. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but the next thing is, of course, I just want to say that recently I had some inter some exchanges, if you will, with uh, a few folks online, and uh, you know I was recently invited to participate in an online panel discussion on another podcast and. And uh, you just, you know, people hearing the story of, of just some different things that I'm doing. And, and it's like, yeah, you know, you're lucky because nobody really makes money from podcasting. And and I just keep hearing this phrase. Nobody does this. Nobody can do this. It's impossible to make money. It's in, you know, nobody can really do that. And so, uh, you know, I, I got the thing. And of course, then all of a sudden I was in an online forum discussion and the same kind of feeling kind of came out. You know, nobody makes money from podcasting. It's impossible. It, you know, nobody, it, 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 you know, Cliff, you you say that you're making a living from podcasting, but how much of that really comes from directly from podcasting? You, most of your income comes in from consulting, doesn't it? Well, my friends, you know, I, I usually would just have this conversation one off and and, and, you know, it'd be a different conversation each time in, or I'd be in a forum and I would actually kind of defend the fact that, you know, if you have a calling and a purpose and, and it's your mission and you, you never know, nothing's impossible and you'd be surprised at what you can do if, if you know, it just, it depends. You know, it's, it, I'm not saying everybody should go quit their job and podcast for a living. It, certainly not. But, but to tell somebody something's impossible, I just, I just really wish people would stop saying it. All right. It, it's just a silly thing to say to somebody. You know, you never know who, you know, you you never know. You, you might be keeping somebody from reaching, you know, what's necessary to gain them their next step towards, you know, obtaining the right visa for their family to be able to do the ministry that they uh, feel led and called to do. So, I mean, you, you just don't want to water down somebody else's passion just because maybe it's because you don't have passion of your own. I, I don't know why you would keep poo-pooing other people's ideas or thoughts or whatever the case may be but stop saying it's impossible you can say that not many people do it you can say that it's very difficult and i know a lot of people actually do say that and and they're not actually saying it's impossible but when i i often i often hear the word impossible and you know it's it's it nobody can do it nobody makes money from podcasting and it's impossible to generate income from podcasting those are two phrases i have heard and i've heard them way too frequently and so, my friends, one of the things I wanted to do with this episode is saying, if you're not subscribed to my blog, I really encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash income, podcastanswerman.com forward slash income. All right. I spent about three to four hours creating the blog post that you you will read there if you go there to do it. Now, it won't take you three to four hours to read it, but it took me three to four hours to put my thought together and to share it in such a way that I feel like 
represents what I wanted it to share. And my friends, I'm going to tell you, you read that post and the next time you hear somebody say, nobody makes money directly from podcasting or it's impossible to generate income from podcasting, then I just encourage you to remember the word income and then just put that at the end of podcastanswerman.com and just send them over a link to podcastanswerman.com slash income. All right, so next up, the uh, thing I wanted to bring up was uh, something that I have never done before. And, and I'll be honest with you, it, it just shocks me that I've never had to do it. But uh, it's, uh, it's called an iTunes redirect. In all my years of podcasting ho- uh, consulting, a majority of the people come to me before they set up their podcast and you know we, we avoid the need of actually having to go and correct something because usually they've, you know, if they want to change from one service, maybe from Blogger over to WordPress or something like that, they've already got FeedBurner. And so it's real simple to go in and change one little setting and you don't have to worry about notifying any of your subscribers of anything. It's all just done in the background. And it's so easy. And that, that's why I love helping people when they're just starting out. But occasionally I get a client who will go in and start their podcast on their own and they'll come to me and and after a couple of weeks they say, you know what, I really am serious about this. I, I never thought I would be and I want to switch everything over here and I gave them my Podbean RSS feed or I gave them this RSS feed and, and it's something that they have no control over. And sometimes when they have no control over, there's nothing I can do to help them do the iTunes redirect. And so that's when I you know, forward them on to uh, the podcast that's titled, uh, let me just do hostage. Um, So how to change your, nope, that's not it. Uh, It is uh, episode 200. How easy is that to remember? So episode 200 is what to do when your RSS feed is held hostage. Great episode of Podcast Answer Man. I encourage you to check it out. Matter of fact, I'm typing this in. if, let's see here, when your RSS feed is held hostage. And I'm going to just put a link to that post right there in the show notes. And that way, there'll be a link to it here for 225. All right. However, uh, there, there are times when you don't have it. Now, what happens is for most cases, that's been the case. Somebody else has to do the iTunes redirect and I just tell them how to do it. And by golly, it gets done and there, it's a no-brainer. So I've never personally had to do this myself, but I'm here to tell you about another blog post. I did two blog posts between the last episode and this one. And this one is actually called podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes redirect. All right, iTunes redirect. And I give you an example of a client who needed to do some stuff. And by golly, we... We actually uh, got this thing updated and I just realized that after I'm done recording here, I need to update some links and stuff like that because uh, we didn't use chadbudlong.com. We instead used uh, something like uh, fhspies.com. So anyway, but the thing is though, is that I actually learned and taught myself how to do the iTunes redirect and it was so simple. I never thought it would be so simple. The only thing is, is Uh, The problem with this one is that iTunes also recommends doing like I think a 301 redirect on the actual feed address itself, but uh, the client would not have access to do that. And um, yeah, so some other things they're changing around there. But anyway, uh, if if you're interested in seeing what an iTunes redirect looks like and stuff like that, I, I played around with it quite a bit, did a, oh my goodness, a 27 minute video of me doing some, you know, showing off how that works and 
and my testing around and playing with it. So there you go. That's over at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes redirect. Uh, next up is I am working with a friend and I'm going to leave him nameless right now. But this, uh, you know, I, I just want to share with you some, um, you know, some things. I, I oftentimes have friends of mine who come to me with some amazing offers of help and they really want to see help me uh, take my podcast uh, website to the next level. These people are who are experts in SEO and they really know their stuff and they're willing to help me in, in ways because of all the amount of help that I've provided through Podcast Answer Man and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, and, and matter of fact, there are, there's this one gentleman that helped me a couple of weeks ago and he did some amazing, uh, you know, pointers and and gave me this to do list of all these different things that I could change around and make my site so much more, uh, yeah, pro- productive for my goals of selling products and and stuff like that, and and uh, just just make sure that it's it's doing the things I wanted to do. You know, what are the most important things that I want to promote, and are those things being promoted properly? on my site and are they getting the attention that I desire and so you know I had this one person um, his name is Etzel and he does this I guess for a living and and he gave me this very long list of things and he was very kind and I wrote those things and to be honest with you I just never got around to him it's been on my to my daily to-do list for the last I don't know ever since I talked to him which was maybe six weeks ago five weeks ago it's just not happening it's just not getting done Anyway, I had another guy who reached out to me and I said, you know, I really appreciate it. But um, honestly, I, I don't know that that I have time. And, and to, you know, and I understand you, all these things you've written to me in this email. It's, you know, I really appreciate it. But he, I already know a lot of these things because I have this to do list. In fact, check this out. And I gave him my to do list of things that I got from Etzel. And he's like, yeah, oh, my gosh, you you really do have a great list that you you should implement those things. And, uh, and there's certainly a couple other things that you could do as well. And I said, yes, I know. And it just comes down to the time and I just don't have it. And he goes, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm actually getting ready. I want to launch and eventually start my own business in doing this. And, and, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, I'm, I, I do this work over here full time, but I, I really want to launch into this. And he goes, I don't want to pressure you or anything like that, but I would be willing to write you some sales copy you know, some, you know, some, you know, to write copy for you. I'd be willing to make some graphics for you. I'd be willing to do this. And he goes, listen, and I'm not kidding you when I say that for you, Cliff, I, I'd be willing to do this and, and not charge you anything and, and, and really help you out. And I want to do it as a way to repay you and thank you for this. And and as soon as somebody said to me, and the, as soon as this person, and, and I'll just say his name is Daryl. And, and it's funny because I got another friend, Daryl, who uh, is going into SEO work and, and stuff like that. But, um, this, this friend of mine, his name is, and I'll say his name, his name is Daryl Tott, T-O-T-T. He's from the UK. And I'll be talking more about Daryl in the future. But anyway, um, as soon as he told me about, he would help me with some images and he would help me with uh, sales copy. That's what that's what holds me up. It's it's getting the right graphics and it's getting the right wording. And I, I'm horrible at that stuff. Or I'm not, hor- you know what, I'm really great at it. But the the problem is I just don't have the time to do it. And he offered to do it. And I'm like, are you serious? I mean, because that, I mean, I, and, and and you won't be, and if I accept your offer and I don't like your images and if I don't like your copy, are you going to be offended or hurt if I choose not to use any of it? 
And he said, absolutely not. Well, I, I took a risk and I said, you know what? I really don't have any time to work on any of this stuff right now. I just don't. But I'm willing to have you give me some suggestions and write me some copy and make me some images. He started shipping over some images he created in Photoshop. And folks, I just want you to go over to podcastanswerman.com and scroll down and, and start looking at my product images. Now, by the time you're listening to this, they might all be the new ones. But... um. The word certainly by the time you're listening to this WordPress for podcasters, the thesis theme tutorial, the Adobe Audition 101 tutorial, uh, the uh, GarageBand 101 tutorial, the social media 101, uh, the podcasting equipment images. Those are all brand new done by my friend Daryl Tot. And oh, my gosh, it's awesome. He's he and I have spent um, we spent an hour and a half on Skype last week. We spent an hour and a half on Skype this week. Uh, these are scheduled calls, obviously, uh, you know, really blocked out the time. But I'm willing to block out the time to, to meet with this guy because this guy is helping. Daryl is helping me with some phenomenal stuff. And he's doing all this work for me. Now, of course, you know, of course, you know, there's there's a bunch of stuff still left to be done. And he's working on this copy and his copy looks great. And and the thing is, I'm going to rework a little bit of the copy to to kind of fit my style, my own personal flair and stuff. But man, he sure is making it easy for me. And my site has undergone massive change, massive change. And so um, just go to I mean, just look at my header, like the whole call me today you know, that's out of the sidebar and it's up in my header. Uh, my email address is no longer in the sidebar. It's actually in my header image. I mean, it, it just little tiny tweaks, little things here and there. Wow, it's it's really making a big difference. And I'm already seeing a response. I'm already seeing a big response when it comes to this stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to telling you more about Daryl Tot in the future. Um, he's really working with me on a strategy right now. And, and, and I'll tell you what, Daryl is a lot like me, and I re- and he reminds me so much of me when I started podcasting. His passion and his drive to do what he's doing for me is the same passion, the same drive I had to do podcasting. And man, is he awesome at it! He is so awesome at it, and and he's going to be my secret weapon. But he's only going to be my secret weapon for a little while. And in the next week or two, I think I'm going to introduce him to you guys through a, a free webinar that I'm going to have him do for for uh, for SEO for podcasters. And 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 I really want to introduce him to you guys because he, he's helped me out so much. To, to have him do it for me is just a dream come true. And so it's awesome. And uh, so anyway, more, more on that coming soon. I just want you to check it out. Go over to podcastanswerman.com and just keep it, you know, keep reloading the page. Like, like go there every other day or so or every three days and just look at Podcast Answer Man and watch it transform. Click through the nav menu buttons. Keep a good eye out on the about page, the podcast equipment page, the products page. And eventually there'll be a consulting page or co- coaching page. Um yeah, you just keep an eye on it. The contact page as well. Did I already say that? I probably already said it. Anyway, and, and certainly keep an eye on the sidebar. You know, the sidebar is constantly being tweaked and and stuff. And this guy is, he's good at his stuff. Anyway, um, so, oh, and one of the things, here's one of the things he mentioned. And this is a question. I hope you guys are still listening, even though I'm not doing Q&A this week. 
Um, here's one of the things he mentioned. He there there's an option for Aweber for me to have the ability to send out a blog broadcast, which basically every time I post something new on on uh, Podcast Answer Man, it will immediately send you an email. All right. Now, this would not be if you sign up for them. I would not set it up to where if you sign up for my Podcast Answer Man mailing list, you automatically get the blog broadcast. I am not willing to even th- to, to entertain that thought, and he hasn't even suggested it. But there is an option for me to create a thing where you can sign up to receive. You know, I, I can set up a new list and call it and and set up a, this blog broadcast. And by golly, you will get this uh, this this blog br- update every single time I post something new. And I'm not really all that keen on it in my mind. And I want to know: is it something you would be interested in? And I'll tell you what, if I get 15 people, 15 people who say, yes, Cliff, I would love to go and click and subscribe to where I get an email every time you post something new on Podcast Answer Man. If you would like that, then here's what I want you to do. Go to podcastanswerman.com, look for episode number 25. Please don't email me, but go to podcastanswerman.com, look for episode number 225 and leave a comment and say, Cliff, I would so love the ability to, 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 to subscribe to your email blog broadcast so that every time you post something new on your site, whether it be a blog post, whether it be a podcast episode that I get an email, I would love that. If 15 people or more post that as a comment on Podcast Answer Man 225, it will be done. All right. So there you go. We'll see. I'm being told that this is something that a lot of people find valuable. So I, I I just can't imagine subscribing to it. But you know, the thing is, is we got to think outside of our own boxes, right? All right. Uh, real quickly, uh, I think that's all I'm going to promote right now. So um, I want to go ahead and uh, turn the rest of this episode over to the interview that I did with Ian Westerman. And I am going to basically just go ahead and play that for you now. <laughs> All right, everybody, I have Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis, the audio podcast, the number one audio podcast on tennis. Ian, it is good to talk to you again, my friend. Hey, Cliff, you too. Listen, it's it's a real pleasure to be speaking with you and to, to be on your show as well. Thank you so much for the invite. I appreciate it. Well, I am excited to have you here because you are yet another success story. I, I, I know you listen to Podcast Answer Man as to several other people and what happens is they know that I you know you push my buttons when I hear anybody out there saying that podcasting is dead and nobody gets (laughs) nobody can make money doing podcasting and all this other jazz and uh, whenever I I find somebody who I've worked with in the past uh, that you know basically got some advice and took it and ran with it and did some even uh, more things on top of that uh, and and are succeeding uh, I get really excited and the other day you sent me a Facebook message and it was just like, yes, I've got to get him on Podcast Answer Man. So let's back up to July 16th, 2010. Do you want to tell people uh, why you initially reached out to me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was I was a fan of your podcast. I, I was working in a job that I liked. I, I, I've pursued tennis my entire life. It's It's always been kind of the number one passion of mine in my life. I, I love it. I always wanted to be around it as a job. 
I went to college to to be inside the tennis industry, and I graduated and started teaching full time at at tennis clubs around the country, which which was like my dream. But um, I got frustrated with it for a variety of reasons, and I, I was I started listening to podcasts originally because. I had a 43-mile commute each way. I, I live in the D.C. area, and uh, commute was between 45 minutes to an hour each way every day. And so I started listening to podcasts, and um, and, and so I kind of had the idea, why can't I do this for, for tennis? And so very early on, you, your show is one of the ones I listened to for ideas to, to figure out how to make my show better and more successful. And um, I started the show in April of 2008, and uh, I guess a little over two years later, I was still, you know, I was happy with the progress. And, and yeah, at that time, I was the number one audio tennis podcast on the Internet uh, or on iTunes, whichever way. Um, and, and that was great and all. And I was happy about that. But I, I just had this real itch to to make it my career. I, I wanted to be to be my own boss. I, I've always been very entrepreneurial at heart and I was I was tired of the commute. I was tired of having to spend time with people on the tennis court that didn't really care much about tennis. They were just there to get exercise or to socialize. And so kind of two years into having the website and putting all my extra time into it, I was frustrated and um, I, I I wasn't really making any money. And, you know, it it kind of sucks to to have it sound like it was all about the money, but I mean, to be able to quit my job, that's what I needed, right? I needed to to replace my income somehow. So, long story short, sorry, this is this is longer than uh, what you wanted, but uh, I, I came to you, I called you because I, I was listening to your show. I was frustrated with where I was because I wasn't seeing the the growth in income that I was looking for, and so I just really wanted some direction. I think my main question for you was basically like. Cliff, I mean, do you see this succeeding? Am I, you know, am I on the right track here? Am I wasting my time? And I was just kind of looking for, uh, for a poke in the right direction, I guess, and for a little bit of encouragement. And and so you were one of those people that called me up, and 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 I'll be honest with you, it, it's one of the most difficult calls that I get as a consultant and coach for podcasting. Uh, is, you know, it's, hey, Cliff, I want to talk to you because I, I need to figure out a way to make money doing this podcasting <laughs> thing. And and I and to be honest with you, I have a hard time just like, let me let me find out a little bit more about you and, and stuff like this, because obviously there's a lot to do with motives and stuff like that. And this sure, stuff doesn't yeah. happen overnight. But I'll tell you, one of the things that I learned about you before I agreed to take on the the responsibility of, of being that encouragement and, and whether or not I felt like I could give you some good advice moving forward, I, I learned a little bit about you and I learned that you had been doing it for two years and uh, I went and researched some of your stuff and you you had a YouTube channel as well, right? Yeah, I did. And, and so I watched a couple of your YouTube videos and when I saw your YouTube videos, I'm like, heck yeah, I want to talk to this guy. I want to talk to this guy and not only do I want to tell him that there's a potential that I want to give him some ideas of things he can do moving forward. So, so, okay. So you called me up, you, you needed some encouragement and you wanted to just know, Cliff, do you think this has a chance? And what did I say? Cause I, I don't recall to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, no problem. Uh, well, I was, I was kind of surprised by, by your answer to be honest with you. I mean, um, you know, 
on one hand, I hadn't replaced my my income yet, or, or really hadn't even gotten close at that point. But on the other, you know, I was I was confident with what I was putting out there. I, I felt like it was really good content, and I, I was I was at the time already getting a lot of positive feedback and lots of people writing me saying, "Ian, thanks so much for doing this. You know, this is great. It, it's really been a help to me. My my tennis game's getting better." And like those kind of emails at first, well, that was all the the payment I needed. You know, I mean, that, I was so pumped up about that early on, and and that was. Um, that was its own reward, like by far. Um, but then when I talked to you at, at, at that point, you know, it was months and months and years into it. And so I was surprised. I was a little bit surprised, even though I knew that my content was, wasn't was bad and, and it was you know, probably on the right track. Um, you were really positive about the direction I was heading in. And um, specifically, like by that point, I had built up a, a good-sized email list. Um, I, I had a good sized uh, YouTube channel, subscribers already. And and you were like, Ian, you know, listen, you, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think at that point I had more email subscribers than you did at, the, at that point. And you're like, Ian, listen, I, you know, I'm making a living off this. You're already doing better in this, this, and this area than I am. You need to stick with it and you're, you're already killing it. It's just a matter of time. I don't know if you literally said it's just a matter of time because, you know, literally you don't want to <laughs> make guarantees that I, I'm ever going to monetize the site. Uh, but, but you were very, very positive and, and I came, I honestly, I really came away with a lot more hope and, and really, really energized me and kind of gave me a, a new boost of, uh, enthusiasm for it. That is, that's so exciting. I, I do remember our conversation and I remember, I remember myself being energized by, by encouraging you and just how much even it, it made me think it's like, you know what, I, I, I need to take this advice that I'm giving Ian because I know that, you know, I've experienced some great success, but man, you know, the things that I just shared with Ian for him to do, I need to be doing these things because I, <laughs> I can, I can increase what I, I can so increase what I'm doing if I would just do the things that I told Ian and, and, he, and it's, this is great. So, so basically here on August 19th, 10 days ago, I get this Facebook message out of the blue that says, Hey Cliff, haven't talked to you in a while. Just wanted to let you know that I quit my job a few months ago. Thanks for your help last year. So Ian, please tell us what happened between, you know, July of 2010 and August of 2011 that that led you to leave your career uh, wherever you were before and doing what you're doing now full time. Oh, a lot has happened since then and and things just really accelerated um, and took off. In in August, I I put out my first instructional course, uh, August of 2010. Um, So just about a month after you and I spoke, and it was something that had been in the works for a little while, had no idea how successful it was going to be. And, and I had done small you know, little projects. I, I had done uh, in-person clinics. I traveled around the country already. And those things brought in a little bit of, of revenue, but again, not nearly en- enough that I could quit my job. Um, so my first online instructional course was about doubles strategy. And I released that in, uh, again in, in August uh, was it August? Yeah, it was late August of of 2010, and it did it did pretty well. It did well enough that it really woke me up and and let me see the the potential. Um, I let's see. I, I think that brought in 
I made something like eight thousand dollars on on that course, and that was you know up until that point. I mean, that was way more than I had made in either of the two previous years, and so um, I was really pumped up about that. And I got I, at that point, and that that closed in uh, September. That's when I really dug in, and I I worked the hardest I've ever worked in my life from September until uh, of 2010 until February of 2011. And I, I reworked that course and uh, included tons and tons of content. I, I think when I re-released it again in February as kind of the 2.0 version of the, the doubles course, it had like 15 hours of content, uh, something like seven or eight hours of video, uh, interviews with professional doubles players. And, and, um, so I worked, I, I can't even tell you how, how, how hard I worked, Cliff. I, was, I must have been putting in 90, 100 hour uh, weeks uh, in, with my hour commute you know, each way. I really wasn't taking any days off because I could, I could kind of see the finish line at that point. And I knew that if I upgraded this course because I got great feedback the first time that I released it and it really helped people. So I knew that if I could increase the size of it, increase the, the value of it, and then promote it better, it could, it really had great potential. So I released it for the second time in February with several uh, affiliate uh, sellers as well. I had other websites promote for it and it grossed just over $80,000 in, in February, which just, <laughs> uh, just blew me away. I, I could not even believe it. And, and I, I was kind of, yeah, I was talking to the person immediately above me where I worked, kind of letting them know, like, hey, man, I got this thing coming up in, in February, and, uh, you know, it might do really well. If it does do well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be leaving. This is what I, they knew where I was working. That's what I was working towards. And um, I, it, <laughs> the course on the first day of the sale brought, brought in, like, 30, I think it was $36,000 on, on the first day of the sale. And so I walked into work that next day, just like in a daze, I just, I like couldn't even comprehend it. And all of a sudden, like I, I had the, the decision put to me, you know, like, you know, in theory, in the back of my mind, like this is, was how it was supposed to work, but I, I just couldn't believe it. And um, honestly, I thought about the decision all that week, whether or not to quit, because um, it was just such a huge departure from like reality <laughs> for me. So, uh, so obviously I ended, I ended up quitting uh, or I gave my notice, uh, that week, uh, in February, I quit in August, in uh, April of this year. And, um, since then I've, I've released another, a different course, um, and also, uh, released, uh, twice, a kind of a private coaching section of my website where I give people uh, personalized feedback and private instruction. So I've, I've got a bunch of different courses rolling now and, um, it's just been a huge transformation in my life. And I, I just can't, looking back, I just can't even believe uh, how quickly it happened. And it's really incredible. Well, for those who are listening, I want to encourage people to understand a couple things here. Number one, uh, I understand for you in your mind, because I've been there, how quickly it happened in your mind. But I want to encourage people who are hearing this to understand this did not happen quickly. No. Oh, my gosh. No. Be- because, <laughs> because what we have to remember is the earlier part of this conversation that it you, you were into this for over, just over two years and feeling like the, the most value you were getting out of it, which is great value, was this awesome feedback that you were getting that, wow, what you're doing here makes a difference for me. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. So for mm-hmm. two years, more than two years, that's all you got. Yes. So, um, so yeah, this, at, two and a, at two and a half years in, 
um, I, I did I did that first launch, and again, it, it grossed like eight thousand um, dollars. So yeah, he, that, that was for two and a half years of work. <laughs> and and granted, all that came in in like a week. So I was like, oh sweet, you know, I see the potential here now. But yeah, um, it, it was it was hard work. It was my free time. You know, it, I had to say self motivated. I think that's where most people break down is they don't see immediate results, and and it gets it can get frustrating after a while. And you really have to love, and this this is something you talk about a lot, Cliff. And I think it's so important. You really have to love the topic that you are going after if you intend to put in the amount of hours necessary or you know probably necessary in order for really for it to really take off and be successful exactly the the other thing i want to ask you here is is you know obviously the $8000 and then you got the 80000 how important was your podcasting efforts leading up to those launches? I mean, would this have been possible? I mean, obviously, you, you knew what you knew about tennis and stuff like that. But let's just remove the podcast from the equation. You had never produced a podcast, but you still created that first product. And then you created the second product that, you know, generated 80000 in income. How much of that would have been possible without the audio podcast? Yeah, that's a good question. I, it, you know, it's hard. I can't put a like a set percentage on it. The I would say that the the first release, the um, the the one I did in, in August, the eight thousand dollar one, it was it was def, it definitely played a large role. Uh, that first release of my doubles product was only written. It was a written PDF ebook and audio. I, I did a like essentially a reading of the the ebook so that people had like an audio book version of the, the the ebook and then I did I think five or six interviews audio interviews with professional uh, doubles players to, to get their feedback on strategy and, and tactics so that was all I mean you know in terms of the content that was all audio and written and at that point in time I, I had some you know YouTube subscribers and I had my my email list but the email list really was built probably 90% from my, my audio podcast. So I, I guess if I had to put, uh, I guess if I had to put a percentage to it, I, I'd say that the first release of that course, the audio podcast probably directly related to like, I mean, high, probably like 80%, 90% of the success of, of that, that first release. Um, the second release was a lot more video driven. It still had all of the audio content in there. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the audio podcast was still important. I still use that as a way to let my my audience know about different courses I have coming out, etc. And so it still played a big role. And it still plays a big role in, in building my email list and just, you know, having that connection with my audience back and forth because it's a very personal uh, medium and I really enjoy it. Um, but the second release, I would say it, it definitely played a smaller role, maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 percent, I, I would say, of the second launch. Now, the people, you, you obviously mentioned that you had affiliate relationships and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, those, those, those people that were out there selling your course, let's just say the top 10 people, uh, were any of those people who originally found you through your podcast? Um, hmm, that's a good question, too. I don't know that it was directly through the podcast, but I can't, I can't imagine ever having relationships with any of those other websites without the podcast because the, the people that did promote for that that second release of the doubles course yeah yeah i mean you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say it, it was just all a podcast at that point because that was like my 
you know, I don't want to say claim to fame. I'm not that full of myself to think that I was famous by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, that that was what had been successful. You know, that that was kind of my, uh, I guess, calling card at that point was, hey, number one, you know, tennis instruction podcast on the internet was like, that was like the big success on my site to that point. And so that's how I, um, that's how I developed my relationships with other websites. You know, I would reach out and contact them just to be in touch or just to develop a relationship. That's how I, um, I, I did have sponsors on uh, the audio podcast. And so I had a couple relationships there with, uh, one was with a pretty, a, a relatively big name online retailer for tennis equipment and gear. So yeah, I, I would say, I would say it definitely played a large role. Awesome. That awesome. And, and so, okay. A couple of technical questions here. You, you had this, uh, f- the first launch was an ebook with an audio recording. I think pretty much anybody listening to this can figure out, you know, that yes, there's, there's pretty easy ways to create these, you know, ebooks and obviously how to re- you know, record the audio and make it available. Uh, the, the course, the, the bigger course where you have about 15 hours worth of content, how are you, how are people accessing it once they've purchased it. So let's just say I just purchased your course and there's all this 15 hours worth of video and, and a bunch of other little bits and pieces here. How do I access the materials? Yeah, good question. The uh, The very first one I did, that was just the audio and the video. That was just like a download. You know, it wasn't huge amounts of of data. So people just downloaded the files. The, the second course, which was much, much larger, uh, as you said, and which included video, which as you know, Cliff, gets really, really large, really, really quickly. Yep. I, I had to find a, a different solution and I ended up using Kajabi, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. It's a, um, it, it's a content delivery system. It's, it's really, it's a course delivery and marketing system to be able to put together e-courses and it, it kind of has everything built into it, kind of the membership portal and you can organize courses with different modules, different ki- kinds of content. You can customize it to automatically release different sections of the course at different periods of time. And it's a, a really a, an easy way to put everything all in one package. Uh, and it integrates with uh, e-commerce uh, websites as well so that you can uh, integrate it right along with your, your shopping cart, etc. Ex- ex- excellent. So the, the next question I have, if I wanted to sign up you know, back in February for that course, uh, how much would I have paid as, as one of your clients? Yeah, the uh, the second release of the doubles course was one ninety seven, or uh, I think I had a payment plan. I think it was like three payments of seventy something dollars or something like that. So so basically, you just under two hundred dollars, and you sold eighty thousand dollars worth of this product. Yeah, just over forty. Uh, I'm sorry, just over four hundred uh, memberships. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, how much of and and that's all was, you know, you did all the work up front, you know, obviously working sometimes 80, 90s, 100 hours a week, including yeah. your daytime job and doing this at night, getting it all set up and prepared. But once you launched that thing, did you launch it in such a way that, you know, it's pretty much automated at that point? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did do, I probably did 90% of the, of the work as far as creating the content up front. However, uh, the way that I, the way that I put it together was, and, and this is how I, I plan on always doing my courses, is, is having at least 
a little bit of an interactive element back and forth. When people go through the videos uh, within that course or within any of the other courses that I do, they can leave comments and questions below each of the individual videos or audio you know, downloads or PDFs or whatever. And so, um, and so I would go in a couple of times per day. I would see what new comments and questions were there, answer those. And I also did a series for each module. I think it was four or five modules, you know, sections of the course. For each of those sections, I also invited people to send questions about the, the previous module. And then I did a, essentially a webinar. It was a screencast uh, where, where I answered their questions that maybe... Uh, were better to be answered with video, and I had a, a tennis court diagram, and so I could, you know, kind of diagram points and show people different strategy, you know, stuff. So, so there was ongoing maintenance, but the vast majority of the real work was was definitely done beforehand. Yeah, that, that sounds very similar to what I'm doing now with the podcasting A to Z course, where you know, obviously, there's hours and hours worth of video instructional tutorials, there's written documentation, and uh, all this other stuff. Uh, you know, even some audio tutorials. And then, of course, what I do is I say, here's access to all the materials and I give people, you know, unlimited access to ask me questions for four weeks in a discussion forum and I'll answer every question that's submitted. And then on Friday of each week or one day of each week, uh, we'll have a, have a conference call, which is done via GoToWebinar. I record that and release nice. it afterwards to everybody. So it sounds very similar. Yeah, sounds like it. And by the way, congrats on the success of that program. I know it's been a couple months now that you've been offering it and it sounds like it's going great. So nice job with that. Thank you very much. It, it's a blessing and I, I never dreamt that it would be this successful and that I would love it as much as I do. And oh man, it's awesome. I, it's, it's, it, this is fun stuff, isn't it? Waking up I, each morning yeah. and doing what you love. It, it's, it's, I still haven't quite adjusted. I don't think it, it's kind of it kind of feels like I'm in like the twilight zone kind of, I mean, it is, it, it's incredible, but it's for me such a big difference. Like the first couple of months, it was, it was just weird. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was great, you know, not having to wake up at four thirty-five in the morning, you know, to get up to, to do the commute. Uh, and then not having only an hour or two to, to see my wife and my kid. I, I've got a year and a half old daughter. Um, so I mean to be home with them all day in itself was like amazing and not have to deal with all the other stuff, but it was, I was so used to my pace. I was so used to my schedule and kind of how hectic it was and the nonstopness of it, uh, that it was, I kind of am still a little bit in adjustment period. And I think I realized a little bit more. Uh, every day, every week, and every month, how incredible of an opportunity this is that I have now, and I, I, I don't take it for granted. I, I really hope that I never do. It's such an incredible opportunity for me um, to be able to do this, and I, I'm sure that you feel the same way. I, I absolutely do, and and I still struggle from the adjustment of working extra hours all the time, and and I, I still end up working, you know, ten, twelve hours a day, a couple days a week, and, and it's hard because I love what I do. And, um, and, and you get that creative energy and it's like, it's hard to pull yourself away from it. But, um, you know, here's what I'm hearing from you is, and this, this goes back to a principle that I heard uh, a long time ago, find something that you love to do so much that you'd be willing to do it all day long for free and then become so excellent at doing that one thing that people would be willing to pay you to do it. And, and that's, yeah, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
that, that's kind of where I started. That was kind of it was kind of ironic that that's where I started, like with my original career, was that I, I loved. I can't even tell you how much I loved tennis when I was uh, a teenager, and then like coming up to college age. And so when I found out there was a college that had a four-year program that would let me get into tennis and teach it for a living, I was like, that is unbelievable. I couldn't even believe it. And so when I, when I graduated college and I got a job doing that, I was like living the dream. Uh, but then I quickly found out that not everybody shared my passion who belonged to a tennis club. And, I, and that shocked me. And it really just wore on me year after year after year. So it was kind of ironic that I thought I, I had that all worked out with, with my uh, on-court teaching uh, career. But um, I ended up having to get away from that in the end to, to find something that fit, I guess, my personality even better. But I, I totally agree with that quote. And uh, I, I guess kind of an iteration of, of that is, uh, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. And, I, and you know, you and I would both say that we have worked our butts off to, to get where we are now. But um, it's totally worth it because we, you know, we have a passion for what we're doing. And so it just, I mean, the time flies for me. I know it does for you when, when I'm quote unquote working on my, on my site. And I, I love every part of my job now. And it's, it's, it's totally worth everything that I put into it early on. Well, Ian, I'll tell you what, you have given me, I think, everything that I wanted my audience here at Podcast Answer Man to hear, to know that it's not just me out there that's finding success in this, that there are other people who have uh, basically said, you know what, I love this topic so much, I'm going to create an audio podcast about it. And then, you know, really the desire right up front isn't necessarily to make money with it. It's just that, you know, I just love this. I can't not talk about it. And then all of a sudden, you slowly, you get into this thing, you you start talking about it, and you develop yourself a brand, and you start to have a loyal following loyal following of people who know, like, and trust you. You're building an email list uh, that people are giving you permission to communicate to them about this passion that you share with them. You're mm-hmm. continually adding value, and eventually, over time, there are opportunities that make themselves available to you that should you choose to follow your heart and your passion that uh, if you desire it, you can find ways to make a living doing what you love most in this world. And uh, I'm just so excited to hear your story because it's just another example of, uh, of, of what I consider to be success for somebody who started out as an audio podcaster and and look where it, it leads you. Absolutely. And I hope that our conversation does give hope to people. It does encourage people because, I mean, tennis, right? Who would think that? It's kind of an obscure, if you're not like in the tennis yourself, it's one of those things that you kind of don't notice it. It kind of goes on in the background for most people. And so, I mean, I I really believe that. Now, granted, you know, there's kind of a little bit of inherent, I I guess I got kind of lucky because tennis is one of those things where it's, the value is in the information, right? I, you know, I teach people, I give people the information that they need to get better at something that they enjoy and they want more enjoyment from, that they want to be more successful at. But I, I really believe that that's most things. You know, if, yeah. if you have a passion for something, then there's very likely somebody else who does as well. And uh, I've heard you talk a lot on your show, Cliff, about uh, a lot of times people don't feel like they're a quote-unquote expert it's not that hard to read a couple of books, take a couple of extra classes and get a little bit of extra knowledge if you're not already an established expert. And I totally agree with you. Just 
start the audio podcast, establish your audience, all that stuff you talked about. I, I think just about any niche can can do it if, if you have the drive to put in uh, the hard work and put in the time. I, I believe so too. Uh, t- two things real quick. Number one, I encourage anybody to go and see if they can find episode 001 of Podcast Answer Man and hear my own admission of how much I felt like I had when I actually... Call, I, it literally... it. I cannot tell you, I was trembling in my feet to call myself the podcast answer man. I mean, like, who am I to call myself the podcast? Today, I'm the podcast answer man. I'll tell you right now. I, I'm, I'm almost full of myself. But, but back then, I, I wasn't even anyway. It's like, seriously, I'm the podcast answer. Where am I coming up with this stuff? And, and if you look, go back and listen, you'll know that I, I didn't have all the answers back then. And gosh, they always tell people, you find me today, listen to them most recent backwards. That way, because on, I, you know, going through the thing, I learned things along the way and I totally disagree with some things I said in the past. Uh, so, so you're absolutely right. You don't have to be a perfect ex- expert. The second thing you said, and, and of course, here's the thing. Can everybody listening to this go out and make a living doing audio podcasting, you know, audio podcasting about tennis and, and creating products and stuff like that? You know what? The answer is no, it's not. No, not anybody can do that. The, the thing is, is you have to have the passion, the drive, the talent, the determination and self-discipline, the faith and the support of your spouse or if you're married and all of these are you have yeah, to have yeah. you have to have that passion. Now, here's the thing. If somebody came to me and they've been doing a podcast for two and a half years on Frisbee golf. And, <laughs> nice and, one, by the way. Good good topic. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's Frisbee <laughs> golf. And this person, you know, if this person came to me and, you know, I looked at their, you know, uh, YouTube.com slash Frisbee golf. And, and the next thing I know that this person has 200 videos on Frisbee golf, each of them with about, you know, 800, you know, downloads or views on their videos. And they're telling me they've been doing audio podcasts about Frisbee golf for the last 18 months. And they've got, you know, 900 subscribers. I would tell them the exact same thing that I told you. And that is, yes, there is a possibility. And, and these things that think people are impossible, are impossible or it's, it's just crazy. And, and, and of course it goes back to something that I, I was, I shared earlier before I played this, uh, interview in our, our episode here, cause I'm going to record an intro to this beforehand. But, uh, the question is, can people make money directly from podcasting? Not just indirectly. I, what you're doing is a lot of indirect, uh, you know, podcast, of course you've made some direct income. You, you say you've got a sponsorship or, or a yep. couple of them. Yep. So the question is, is it possible to generate income directly from podcasting? And even you have done that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, I encourage people to check out podcastanswerman.com slash income to see my answer to people who tell me that it's impossible to make money from podcasting. And then number two, I'm going to now tell them to come to this episode and listen to Ian Westerman. And, And Ian, where can they find you online so that they can check out some of the stuff you're doing? Well, um, EssentialTennis.com would be uh, the best place, I guess. But I mean, everywhere else on the internet, YouTube.com slash EssentialTennis, YouTube. Uh, I just I just said YouTube. Uh, Facebook.com slash EssentialTennis, same thing with Twitter. Um, I try to be in as many places as possible. YouTube videos are re- really where I'm focusing a lot of my efforts recently. But I have not missed a Monday of the audio show since I started it. Um, I, I, I still love that, that show and I love that, me- that medium and I really enjoy doing it. It's a Q&A um, format 
know, people write in questions and I answer them. Very similar to you, uh, Cliff. And uh, at episode 185, I just released today and I'm just loving that. So uh, they can check out the podcast as well. Oh yeah, and that's on iTunes. If you search for uh, Tennis Podcast, it'll come up first. Excellent. Well, Ian, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to come here onto the show and to help me to inspire other people to follow their passion and to keep podcasting and to never let anybody tell them that something is impossible. <laughs> well, Cliff, listen, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on your show. And thank you so much for the encouragement that you gave me a year ago. Uh, it, it really meant a great deal to me and it really helped me out a great deal. So thank you. I, I really appreciate it very much. All right, everybody, there you go. That was my interview with Ian Westerman of EssentialTennis.com. I hope you are as inspired by uh, his story as much as I am. I mean, it just is absolutely amazing what is possible. So there you go. Two examples today. We got an email from Rob earlier, and we got this testimonial from Ian about the power of just starting a podcasting about a podcast about something you're so passionate about. And you never know where it's going to lead you. He never would have guessed back then that it was going to lead to this. So awesome. Oh, my goodness. And folks, let me tell you, I see a lot of awesome things when it comes to people who are podcasting. I really do. It's why I love it so much. It's why I love consulting and coaching in this field. It is just absolutely my favorite thing to do. Hey, folks, uh, do you want to learn how to podcast? Do you want to actually get that first podcast launch? Two things I want to tell you about. This Saturday, September 3rd, I'm doing a free webinar online. Anybody who is available at uh, 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, September 3rd, if you're available to watch it live, it's free. Podcasting 101. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you what you need to launch a podcast. There'll be enough information provided to get a podcast up and running. Guaranteed. Now, I'm going to tell you that's a free webinar. If you sign up, I am going to have two offers at the end. Number one, there's going to be the ability to buy the recorded HD video of that webinar. So you can actually watch the video over and over again, follow it step by step, set up your own podcast that way. Absolutely, you'll have ever you'll have all the essential tools, all the essential tips to get a podcast launched up and running with this one 90-minute video. And you can buy it if you if you sign up for the webinar, you can buy it for $49. I don't know what the price will be when it is actually turned into a physical pro- or a, a digital product for sale on my site yet. I'm still thinking about the pricing. I might actually keep it at 49. Might be higher, I don't know. But anyway, I really want to encourage you to check that out. The other offer, though, is anybody who signs up for my podcasting A to Z course will get that for free. And of course, if you know anything about podcasting A to Z, you not only will get that for, you know included, but you will also get every single video training tutorial that I have and unlimited access to ask me questions for four weeks. And trust me, there's a ton of value in that. Hey, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Uh, check it out. Uh, just go to podcastanswerman.com. If you hear this in time, there will be a big banner on the right-hand corner at the very top of my sidebar. It says free webinar, learn to podcast. If you don't see that banner, you missed out because it's already past the time, but that's okay. Uh, you could email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Say, I want to get that. Uh, I want to I be on the pre-order to buy that digital product. You can email me and I'll, I'll get you into that. Otherwise, uh, and if you're interested in podcasting A to Z, the four-week training course, 
podcasting A to Z. Hey, my friends, I'm out of here. I have a great show already planned for next week, Making Yourself Newsworthy. Check it out. God bless. 